You are listening to Insights with Kathleen. Please join me while I share my insights and experiences with the hope to inspire you to look inside of yourself for the answers that you already have. As with all information we receive, take what speaks to you and leave the rest. And? Rolling! And we're rolling! (laughs) Hello, guys! (laughs) (laughs) Well, hi, Cher! Well, well, hey, Kathleen, how you doing? All right, how are you? I'm good. I'm eagerly awaiting your topic. Oh, yeah. So I have Sherry on... Welcome back, everybody. And I have Sherry on. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Anyway. <laughs> I've been playing with Sherry a little bit, and we we were starting to talk. And <clears throat> So last week, uh, when we finished up, and we were getting ready to post yes. uh, the the third episode for season two. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I Sherry and I were just chatting about some other things, and I'm like, oh, I already have the topic for next week. And she's Ooh. like, really great. And then I sp- spewed it out, and Sherry's like, that would be good. So then today we're just kind of connecting and I'm like, hey, Cher, what are we talking about? And she looked at me and she made a face because, you know, you remember last week we said we said that now it's it's mostly on me now to come up with the Ooh. topic. So she's making a face at me like, what do you mean? <laughs> we're tag teaming, but like, I love your <laughs> topics you've been presenting. So I'm like, let's <laughs> go off, sis. Let's do it. So she's she's reminding me yes. that... Um, don't you remember last week you came up with the topic for this week? And so she's trying to refresh my memory and, and she goes, well, what was it? And I'm like, well, you wrote it down. She goes, no, I didn't. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm just telling you a little bit of a story because I want to drag it out a little bit longer because you should see Sherry's face right now. She's like, well, you just get to it. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> no, I want to point out, I want to point out guys. So yeah, she's like, what were we talking about? I was like, yeah, you did say it last week. And then we got the book and I'm like, what was it? And you're you started reading it, and then you're like, you know what? Never mind. And then she just put it on record, and I was like, well, I guess we're doing it now. All right. So, so if you did listen to to um, our episode three, or even if you didn't, we'll do a quick little refresh. So, in episode three, we really went more into talking about perspectives. Yes. And we, and we did go more into how we can leverage, work on leveraging our strengths, mm-hmm. right? Instead of focusing on our weaknesses, right? And where we're weak, maybe we can find someone else who's actually strong mm. in what we're weak in. Right. Right? Yeah. And then we can have a collaboration. Which is cool. Which is way cool. Yeah. Which then brings us to today. And? Collaboration. <laughs> That's the jingle going in. Collaboration. We should just make it that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. So so um, we wanted to share a little bit more about uh the journey that cherry and i are on wicked journey man we're not going to say we're on because we're still on it right and, yeah. and i think that this is a journey that will continue for quite some time that's nice right yeah yeah i hope that's nice for everybody else because <laughs> i'm having fun I'm, I'm having a ball so <laughs> all right but uh so when sherry and i do the podcast and we come up with topics we're really not doing that alone either no no we're right not. so so what we part of our process so we're just going to give you a picture into what we do right so part of our process is before we start hitting the record button we we center ourselves we right. come in we let go of whatever else has happened in the day we let go of our laundry list of things to, to do right you know we we even let go of the dog if the dog's going to be crazy and barking <laughs> while we're recording. We just kind of let it all go and we center. We take some big deep breaths. We do a little tiny meditation and then we ask our bigger team to come in to help us. 
Now, you said bigger team. What what exactly does that entail? Well, you would almost think that this was like a written script or something. <laughs> you you really perform right on par. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for collaborating several with years me. ago. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So, um so part of what we've been doing is is growing our spiritual life, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. With everything that's going on in the world and you know, um just the different messaging that's out there right. and the way different people are behaving and yes. acting and and just the unknown, right? Right. It, it kind of can shake a person. Mm-hmm. Not saying that we, we were shook because I, th- I think that we were in a pretty good space anyway, yeah. right? But um, having a spirit team, because yes. that's what we're really talking about, is is um, the bigger team at large is our spirit team. Right. So, you know, having a belief system uh-huh. to lean on right right yeah and and in having a belief system to lean on then then it gives us a little more confidence in what we're doing right it helps us as human beings to feel safe yeah and we're in uncertainty right yeah right for sure in in chaos <laughs> <laughs> like the finding the calm in the chaos right <laughs> that type of thing yeah yeah <clears throat> excuse me as i choke on my own saliva here um <laughs> So, so when we start these pro- podcasts, yeah. we're, we're centering ourselves, <clears throat> we're calling in the team. And how do you do that? Well, you have to take a few deep breaths and you have to quiet, you have to quiet the stories in your head and you have to, um, you know, surrender to, to some extent. Right. Right. And, and trust, trust that there's something more than than what meets your eye or something more than than what we think is there right right yeah and then when we can trust that there's something bigger (laughs) yeah right there's something bigger at work here (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) then my life doesn't seem so tragic (laughs) right right of course and I, I love you sharing about just you know how we get our like the podcast and how we get the ideas and stuff or topics for the show and kind of like with me I would love to ask how did you get into spirituality I don't know if you just like woke up and you're like I know I have a spirit like how did you get from like that point to like now if that makes wow. sense I love that question. Thank you for asking it. Of course. Because, you know, uh, people who have met me, even, yeah. even just like an acquaintance who have met me or people at work, right? they can see I live and breathe spirituality. You do, yeah. And no one's really asked. <laughs> really? I brought they the just, topic. They, just, no, they just take it and receive it. And right. What, which, first of all, I totally appreciate that, that they give me, give me that and they have that level of um, mutual respect. Right? right. That's good. So really, um, it's going to sound so weird, but I really believe I came, I was born with it turned on. But I think what really fostered it for me, Sherry, is that, um, you know, trauma, mm. right? So growing up, my, my parents did really the best that they could. And, right. And it, I really do have to write a book about this because it really is a good book. There we go. Um, Idea number like six. <laughs> So both of my parents came from very abusive situations as children. Mm. You know, um, my mom's parents, oh my goodness, I, I won't get into all the details, but just suffice to know that it was bad. Oh. Like, like um, back like when they were kids, they didn't have a lot, they didn't have diapers, they didn't have, 
you know, um, those agencies that cared for children, right. you know, like children who are being abused. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if they did, their parents probably would have had the electric chair for as horrible wow. as if they were with their children. Yeah. Right. So here's my parents coming together, um, as a couple loving one another, wanting to build their own family. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a sense of determination that they were not going to be like their parents. Right. And my, my dad's father was an alcoholic and used to beat my dad wow. you know um <clears throat> the one story i've shared with you before right is that is that his his mom and dad would get into these physical fights oh wow and my dad's father was really not only just tall like over six feet tall oh but he was burly like that's kind of intimidating was, like, beefy yeah and then his mom was probably about five six okay petite oh and so you think about that's a physical altercation. Yeah, right? that's a. Well, the one day she picked up, I think it was either a frying pan. No, it was a sugar bowl. She threw a sugar bowl and nailed him in the head with it and knocked him out. She thought she'd killed him. Oh, wow. So, so imagine growing, growing up, up in that, in that environment. Yeah, right? that's and then, then the mother leaving um, because yeah. of these altercations, but then leaving him with the old man. Right. right? So he brings that trauma with him. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's entering this marital state with somebody else who's bringing trauma with her. Right. So my mom was um, sexually abused by her father. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that was ugly. And there's a lot more ugly that goes with that. Right. But now she's bringing that into this, this reunion. Yeah, right? this relationship. And so now they're making this family. So my dad was really really determined he was never going to drink alcohol because he never wanted to be like his father. Right. And, and there was a lot of things that they kind of brushed under the rug and just said, Hey, yeah, you know what? Um, we're okay. We're, we're good, viable people. Right. And, we're like, just you know, do it. <laughs> so, so I'm just kind of setting the premise, right? So now I come in, I'm born into this family. Mm-hmm. I am a very sensitive. so they hear the stories from my dad and my mom oh my goodness kathleen you was always crying you're always crying and then this one friend would come over to visit and i was probably like two Uh right in the playpen and the the guy would bend down and look at me i would just bawl and scream and (laughs) so it was was like he was the boogeyman or something so um you know and you you fast forward my my dad always had a very authoritarian disciplinary you way know of uh, way of him disciplining yeah yeah and my mom was more of that passive ah uh, okay you know she she tried right because because right. it was just kind of like that whole dynamic, dynamic right. which then over the years grew into a whole big passive aggressive kind of relationship between the two of them or codependent oh. kind of a codependent thing too but um but somewhere along the lines my my parents actually taught me a lot of a lot of valuable things mm. and then somewhere along the line my dad um trying to mend fences with his own father had opened up the home to him to come in right okay his father sexually abused me oh yeah so you know and when you go through that you're yeah. kind of like uh yeah, like what do i do where's yeah. my self-worth right right, right. yeah I, I have no self-worth uh-huh. i have no self-esteem I don't feel safe. Right. That, you know, yeah. everything's uncomfortable. Yeah. And then there's shame because mm. now you're being told it's your fault. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Eight years old and it's my fault. Oh, right. Gosh. <laughs> you know, so, so that, that 
to me was kind of like spirituality was my survival kit right that for, for that wow right and then not just that but it's also for like just my own upbringing right right because my dad being this authoritarian parent mm -hmm. i wasn't allowed to have emotions because oh. i because i was so sensitive he can just look at me funny and i start crying oh. you know mom's making the the meal i really absolutely hate to eat and yeah. i could see that she's preparing it before i leave oh, the school no. and i'm crying all the way to school and i'm crying all the way home because oh. because back then back then you were you had to eat was what was placed in front of you oh okay there was no going to bed hungry you ate what was on your plate and you sat at that table until oh, that you sucks. ate it so can you, so can you imagine the level of torture right, right? so for, forget the sexual abuse part let's just talk about that the food just, part that was also <laughs> awful to eat jeez right so and god bless my mom she converted to catholicism for my dad wow okay and my dad never attended church oh which, <laughs> which is more interesting but um, my mom would haul us all to um, to CCD and to church every Sunday. And, you know, so it's kind of my first exposure to it, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So my first exposure to spirituality and knowing, just knowing intuitively. Right. There is something more. There's oh. something more. And I apologize. My dog is over here wanting <laughs> She's to She's <play>. also excited. <laughs> and um, so... Seeing that and knowing just intuitively there was something more. Like when we, were, my sister and I were younger, we would hear my parents fighting through the walls. Oh, wow. And what we would hear mostly is my dad berating my mom. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. My sister and I were like, Mom, like like we're cheering for her, like, just stand up to us. Right, right. Just, just step in your power. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like so, so as young kids, and, and this was happening before I was abused, but... Um, but as young kids, we even knew then that that wasn't right. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was our just our innate knowing. Right. Right. I like that you used that word. Thank you. Um, and then I realized, too, that as I was um, growing up, that I would have certain dreams. Mm -hmm. and oh. They would be prophetic dreams, like dreams of events that would happen uh, oh okay you didn't know that did i you? did not know that yes, that's because i never really shared that with <laughs> sherry much um, that's so that's really cool though yeah and they they tend to they they weren't all the time they would just right. tend to come when there was going to be a life-changing moment for me wow okay so so from there um the the, the whole search from from the trauma and things like that the right. whole search for um more meaning looking for power really right i think it really just was stemming because like i felt so powerless and that's yeah that's fair right because yeah. when you're locked up in these situations and you have these adults that are doing things to you right yeah you know or adults that are orchestrating your life for you right yeah you're looking for something to, yes. to fight your way out right of it. Like, yeah you know, and that, and I guess innately that's who I am. I am a fighter man. She is, know. guys. And, <laughs> and based on on you know this trek of uh, experience in my young youth, do right. not back me in a corner because man, I'm going to come out fighting. Yes, she will. <laughs> and, and and I take no prisoners. <laughs> she doesn't, guys. Don't let that voice fool you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but so so that was really the beginning of it and I'm, and I do appreciate you listening to to that whole baseline um <clears throat> I like hearing it <laughs> thank you you know and and I took the trek Sherry I took the trek of going through um so like I said we started with Catholicism right um at that time when I was really young I just felt it was it was impersonal uh, can you expand on that? What do you mean by that? So with Catholicism, when when you go into church, right, mm-hmm. um, er, and, and a lot of people make fun of it. Oh, you sit, you stand, you kneel. You sit, you stand, yeah. you kneel. You sit, you stand, <laughs> you kneel. I noticed that, yeah. You know, it, and really what I didn't know then, but I can appreciate more now, it's more about a ceremony, right? Mm. It's about celebrating something and then, then maybe, you know, the pastor or the priest or whomever is giving you know, serving the mass, right. you know, who's leading this will then have a few words to say either about um, the, the gospel message of that day or just a few words. Hopefully they're in touch with their con- congregation and know what right. they need to hear in the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they'll say a few words and then you're going back to just celebrating. And that's really what it ah, is. It's about a okay. celebration and, and it's a, and, and it is a repeat, uh-huh. right? The whole process is a repeat. Some of the, the music changes and then certain readings may change, right. you know, but, but it is the nice thing about it. It's consistent. That's, I mean, that's fair. Right. And people who need to feel safe. Yes. need Consistency. I can attest to that. Yeah. Okay. But I always felt that it wasn't real personable. Mm, okay. Because we're going through a routine. Right. But everyone seemed to be locked in themselves. Yeah. And not always so open to want to embrace others. Right. That makes sense. Right? Like, yeah. all right, we've done our duty. We can We're all here. <laughs> we did this. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> just like. Yeah. And, and not even goodbye. They're just like, all right. He said, we, he excused us. We're all done. We can go now. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and again, this is my perspective as a kid. Right, right. right. Perspective. Another point. <laughs> I'm going to dock you a dollar every time you say it. <laughs> so, um. But yearning, yearning for this connection, yearning for love, right? Really, yeah. that that's really what it all comes yeah. down to. Because, because of going through these experiences, I'm not feeling connected. Right. I'm feeling disconnected. Uh-huh. I'm not feeling loved. Right. I'm not feeling loved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, regardless, it doesn't matter how many people around me tell me I am loved or right. that they love me. I'm really just not feeling it. Oh. Of course, it takes me forever to figure it out. It's because I have to love me. Ah, there it is. It, right? <laughs> so. Um, a youth group, even a youth group through the Catholic Church, right? Right. It just, there just wasn't, it was forced. It wasn't it, it like. It did feel, yeah. Yeah, it was forced. And it wasn't like they were really trying to connect. Right. Because they yeah. didn't know how to really connect to the heart. Right. So um, by the time I got to high school, I had met um, some people and they introduced me to their youth group, which is a different religion altogether and it was warm and there was this connection and people saw me oh so then that helped develop my spirituality right yeah you know and um and then from there it just kept growing and i just knew that i'll I'll try and keep it short instead of really long because i could spend all day talking about (laughs) this um excuse me i just I just always had this inner knowing. Right. And it's about honoring my inner knowing. Yeah. Like, okay, we can have all of these great 
organized religions, mm-hmm. but none of them really fully spoke to me. Yeah. You know, there's pieces that I can say, okay, I get that. Like, right. What right. I loved about the Catholic Church uh-huh. is is the ceremony. Yeah. Right? I did love that, that I knew this was coming, and this yeah. was coming, and this was happening. So it helped me get into a meditative state. Ooh, that's a good, okay, I'm going to dock myself perspective because I did not <laughs> think of that actually because I went to, I think I went to a funeral and it was like more of like a Catholic type thing. And I was like, why are we kneeling? It's like, this is so strange. But, you know, putting it in a meditative state, it was kind of like. It had a flow. It had, it did have a really nice flow. Right. And then, and, and what I had learned as, as a, as a parent, right, because, mm-hmm. um, to make the best of it, right? right? Um, I learned that getting into that meditative state, right, and going into so basically learned how to meditate there. Not that the church teaches you that right. that's what's happening, because they have a different perspective on that. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be rich. I I am soon. <laughs> so, um, but it was how I. Right, that was your takeaway with it. This word wants to come out, so I'm just going to say, that's how I survived it. That's fair. Okay. Um, It's following your inner knowing of knowing that when I honor that, then that's stepping more into who I am. Ooh, I like that. And that's stepping more into my power. So taking this whole spiritual journey Mm -hmm. helped me to connect to me. And that's really what it's about. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. We cannot, we cannot, um, no, let me back up. No two people will have the same journey. That's true. It doesn't matter if you go to church. It doesn't matter if you don't go to church. It doesn't matter what you believe in. Right. No one will have the same journey because it's very personal very personal and everybody has and i'm sorry to say it again but everybody has their own take on it ha ha tricked you (laughs) you tase (laughs) um so i when going through the trauma and abuse that i experienced right right i had noticed that i was disconnected Mm -hmm. and i was blessed the universe had truly blessed me with earth angels, with friends who were earth angels to me, to people who made connections for me for TV shows, even like I just would happen wow, to capture. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So um, I'm going to continue to, to go back a little bit on that. The story is um, I never told anybody about the abuse that my grandfather put upon me. Wow. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I was dating my very first boyfriend mm-hmm. that I shared. He was the very first person I ever shared that information. So, wow. and I was a junior in high school at that time. Mm. And I'm carrying all of that for all those years. Right. And I was afraid I couldn't sleep with the lights out. I had Aww. to have the lights on. And when I shared this with him, we both just cried. We cried. He cried with me. He held me and we cried. And there was a level of healing there. I can imagine, yeah. Right? Now, mind you, this relationship with this first boyfriend was the most unhealthy relationship <laughs> She's like, just a caveat, just so you're listening. That was unhealthy. That's just something I needed at that time, and so did he. Right. And and we were together for quite some, well, 
for teenagers that was a quite a long time for yeah. at least a year right and yeah. um but there there were lovely things that came from that there was lovely healing there was a level right. of strength um there was a level of manipulation on his part, which just opened my eyes to other things. Ah. You know, like I had shut my emotions off. Is that how, what you meant by the disconnected piece? Yes. Yeah, so the disconnection is that <clears throat> because not just the, the abuse from my grandfather, but just the way that my father and mother raised us. Right. Right. Where I, because my dad was so uncomfortable with me crying. Right. Like I don't hold any of this against them. I understand right. a lot of it. Yeah. You know? It was just because he didn't know what to do with me mm -hmm. when I would lose myself <laughs> into tears because everything hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know? And it wasn't that like my feelings were just necessarily always hurt. It was just I was so sensitive. Right. That crying was just an emotion to release or to help me cope. Right. With the stimuli that was surrounding me. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I want to say that again because for any parents who are listening who have children who are that sensitive right just know that their 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 hearts are open to receiving um from the universe and they can see and feel a lot of things that are happening around them and sometimes they may not have the tools right to manage that so affirming first of all that hey there's nothing wrong with what you're feeling that's nice Right? Doesn't that feel good? It's like it a hug. It does because like nice it, it makes it feel as if it's not like, oh, I'm doing something wrong or this is right. bad. Or I'm wrong yeah. or I'm broken. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not. Right. You're not. They're not. Yeah. It it's The world could be overwhelming it to sensitives because that's what you're, you're called. A child who is that sensitive to those things around them. Right. They're not just autistic because not all of them are autistic. Right. right? Yeah. Because we know of autism that autistic children and people, they need a quiet space. Right. They, they, they need to make sure that there's nothing to really startle them. Right. 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 But sensitives, yeah. sensitives and sensitive children, mm -hmm. it's, it's not that they have a developmental issue. Right. It's just the world is overwhelming. Right. And they're not quite sure how to manage it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if as parents and adults, if we can see it from that lens, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't say the word, <laughs> but if we can see it from that lens, then I think that we're, we're better in a better place to assist. That makes a lot of sense. Right. So again, my parents, I'm able to see, you know, through my journey, because um, at one point I was helping my mom. Oh, through wow. her journey, right? Wow. So, so as you see through our journey that, you know, they just, they themselves were still disconnected from their right. own emotions. They were still disconnected from pieces of their soul because of, of their experiences, right? Right. And you notice that I'm saying experiences. Yeah. And, and it's something, it's not something that necessarily happened to me as much as an experience that I had. Right. And it feels different when I'm it able to say it that way. It does feel different when you switch the lens. Because, yeah. you know, I would use the, like, something happened to me, and then I feel, like, super unempowered. You and feel just, like a victim. You d Yeah, I right? do. So, and I'm going to say that again for anyone who is listening. Right. Who's had these traumas, who mm -hmm. have had things happen to them. Yeah. Um, listen again. You know, if you were sexually abused, if you were raped, mm -hmm. if you were beaten... If you're abused in any way, please know it's an experience you had. Right. You do not need to remain a victim by remembering and switching a 
that's an experience yeah. I had. And not defined by that either. Exactly. Yeah. It's an empowering thing. It is. And um, so my mom, I didn't tell my mom about what my grandfather had done mm-hmm. until uh, I think it was in my early 20s. And he was coming wow. to visit. And it was the only reason why I told her because we had a steal. I got these really beautiful Priscilla curtains for my bedroom. Ooh. And my, my mom was very frugal and did not want to spend you know extra money on frills right on fr- she's not a frill seeker okay <laughs> all right but i really wanted them <laughs> and i said well we could use my bedroom as the guest room for Ooh. whenever somebody came nice and okay. i could buck in bunk in with my sister nice or in the basement so she agreed and now he's coming to visit which meant i had to vacate my bedroom oh for him to come yeah right and i didn't want it i mean that's and there and all my life, I had been very obedient, mm-hmm. you know, um, very passive. Like if they said, you're doing this, I was like, okay, I have to do this because because of the trauma that happened to me, I always had to make sure that I was in the right. I always had to make, sh- not in the right, like I'm always right, right, but more in that I had to make sure I was following all the rules. Right, I yeah. was not, you know, going to be the wrong or right. pointed out that I was a bad girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, so... For me to push back on her on this and say, I don't want him there. And then to really press very, very hard. She demanded an explanation. So then I gave it to her. Then she screamed at me. Uh Oh, oh, no, (laughs) she did. So we're sitting in a car. I remember we're sitting in a car. Yeah. Um, at this shopping center, which doesn't exist anymore, but we're (laughs) we're sitting on a telly. I remember it was really, you know impressionable so um it imprinted <laughs> yeah so we're sitting in the car i tell her she's screaming at me and she's in the passenger seat i'm in the driver's seat and and she's like why didn't you ever tell me that? Blah, 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 blah. oh i, I thought sure that my girls would never this would never happen to my girls because this happened to me and i was refusing to blah, blah, blah. what you know? and then she's yelling and i mean like mad that yelling. would scare me exactly <laughs> that's scary exactly so i just calmly looked at her and a very calm low voice i said because i was not ready for this reaction that you're giving me that was a good reaction yeah it was like a slap across her face yeah right? so she she stopped talking like mid-sentence because i was calm and just in a very low voice mm-hmm. i just matter-of-factly stated it it wasn't a judgment right i think it was just was and then you know she apologized all over the Aww. place and and it was, it was the beginning of our journey together towards healing. Oh, that's it really good. It really was because she's never really addressed her own. She's just kind of chin up, shoulders back, right. you know, suck it in and just continue on with life. Yeah, that happened, but we're just going right. to pretend like it yeah. didn't happen and we're going to continue on. Yeah. You can't pretend it didn't happen. Of because course. That's much like I've said to her is it permeates all aspects of it your does. life it does right yeah so until you can become whole and recognize and do those self inventories right that will mm-hmm. so this is why i'm i've really leaned on spirituality that makes sense so i don't know if anybody out there and i know you don't have um watched <laughs> how do you know how <laughs> do you know you and i've had this conversation um watched star trek i have not watched that Yes, he told you. Yeah. 
So, so um, when I was when Star Trek the um, Next Gen, mm-hmm. Next Generation came out. Okay. Uh, I really was into it. Mm-hmm. Really, really into like, it. Like really into like, it. You really were a into Trekkie. It. Like, I was a Trekkie. <laughs> like like <laughs> a sideline secretive Trekkie, and mainly the character I mainly identified with. William Shatner? Oh, heck no. He wasn't even in Next Generation. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. He was first generation. Oh. Was the character Data. Is that? Data is the android in Next Generation, for those of you who don't know the show much like Sherry, <laughs> so we're going to dummy it down. Um, so he's the android, and the premise of m- most of what you find throughout the whole series is that Data is working really hard to be more human. Uh oh! All right, so he d- he he was programmed without emotions, mm. but he's trying to relate and he's studying human nature to be more like them. Oh, so Data is the one I most identified with, but Deanna Troy is who I wanted to be. <laughs> who is is that? Deanna De- Troy is this was the sexy betazoid, <laughs> <laughs> and she was not a robot. She, she, but but you see, so so Data represented my humanity. Mm. And Diana Troy represented my spiritu- spirituality. Ah, that makes sense. So, so it was kind of cool that my spirit team was helping me to figure this out through a TV show. <laughs> Star Trek of all the places. <laughs> I'm trekking it, man. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that you were able to get that from like Star Trek as well, because I also had that struggle within myself of like, I don't know, going through my own stuff. And I'm like, well, I want to be more confident. I want to be more of this. And I would always be attracted to like other people that like have that brute and confidence and all that stuff. And you're like, yeah, man, because you have that within you. And I was like, what? And you blew my mind off that day. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me. So, so yeah, so. I mean, we could spend hours and going through all the different experiences and all the different nuances because there were a lot of cool things that had happened. Right. But I think that the the biggest key for me and my spiritual journey and how getting into spirituality was noticing things and um, daring to accept the magic that's out there. Oh, there's so much of it out there. You know, um, people will kind of dismiss different things. Like for me, like if a bird shows up at a specific time and a specific thought to me, that was spirituality. It was like, Hey, the team is talking to me and (laughs) you know, and you get to feel that out and like, I'm being a little silly, but, but you know what I'm saying? Um, clouds were a big thing for me really yeah and and it's funny because even in star trek they'll say oh look at the clouds well the clouds are just this and they'll break down the chemical components of a cloud and why a cloud is a cloud and and why do people always have to see faces and things in the clouds well that's part of using our imagination spirituality is about imagination i like that (laughs) yeah so so they kind of go hand in hand Mm. like there is a reason there's more of a reason for your imagination than just having an imagination and playing pretend right right it, it, it's a way to connect mm. and and to not judge that right so and then that opens you up to collaborate with all that is mm. Ooh, that's so nice. so another fun story for you yes and i'm and i'm sorry because it's like the kathleen show or something <laughs> <laughs> insights with kathleen every wednesday check it out <laughs> all right, so so those are kind of my early years, right? And and a lot of things have happened in between, and I'm just, you know, it would just take way too long to even 
That's the exclusive pig. <laughs> Part five. <laughs> um, in collaborating with our spirit team, we right. need to put our order in. Oh, I like. I I always loved when you would say it like that because I always think of it in the prayer sense, and you're kind of begging for something and hoping breadcrumbs show up. And I just I kind of mean it in the sense of like because I grew up, you know, mm -hmm. as a Christian and going to church. Because for you, when you would tell me about putting your order in, you're like just you know how you want it and every time I would go to church uh before I met you it's like okay just like kind of beg and like don't ask for too much like that's not Christian and like that's the experience I would have at church mm -hmm. and then I'd met you and you're like put the order in it and stuff would come through and it was it was such it was so different yes so, um, and to build on that that was mainly my bigger drive my big driver so here I am going to these different christian-based churches right? right excuse me <clears throat> and to me they were wanting right so the thing that always struck me as we would read the bible and that the or even just even in church we always hear that we are sons and daughters of god mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> right so if we're sons and daughters of god Ooh, and, she gonna say and it? brothers and sisters of jesus christ she right gonna say she i am gonna say, gonna say i'm gonna say it. you ready you ready yeah, yeah. Okay. hold on everybody so here we go so if we're sons and daughters of god <laughs> yeah then then why why are we being called to be less than um yeah i said it a little differently yeah <laughs> sherry she was afraid because because i would say to sherry sherry if we're sons and daughters of god then we're god we're not the god <laughs> But we're God, right? I love that, that. That's the part she was like. But and then she said anyway. Hi, I did. I you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, she wanted me to say it. I did. So I was collaborating with her. <laughs> <laughs> she was. <laughs> uh. But to me, coming back to what you were saying about asking for prayer, right? Right. So when we pray in that manner, mm -hmm. we're victimizing ourselves. We are. We're, we're disempowering ourselves. Yes. Right? But if we're sons and daughters of God, then why can't we create like God does? Ooh. Now, mind you, I'm not going to go out and try and create a big planet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're each creators right. in and of ourselves. Right. Right? So let's just say, okay, I love this one. This is a good story to tell. All right. Okay. So here I am. Uh, in a house, I have two young kids, uh, divorced a couple of years now, right. but the kids are still really little. Mm -hmm. The house is sort of falling down around us because mm -hmm. the house is purchased um, as a fixer-upper. We were the plan was we oh. were gonna we were gonna fix the house up, live in it for five years, sell it, and move on to something else. Oh. That was the general plan. Okay. Well, then life happens, and life comes in and says, "Oh no, no, no! You know what?" Your husband has decided this journey for his soul experience and he's just going to fall on his face and hurt his knee and, you know, and now he's not working anymore. And you're like, what? Oh, and you're what? like, okay, well, we're going to try and work through this because we're troopers, you know, and trying to push him along. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 I'm deciding I'm practicing free will. I don't want to do any of that. Okay. Well, because you're practicing free will, now you're forcing the hand for this other decision, right? It's a short story. <laughs> you know? Nobody's good or bad, or it just is. It, yeah. So, but now we're in this situation where, um, I don't have a large income at this point in time. Right. My son has allergies. Mm. You know, I have allergies, so 
central air would be really nice. Right. Instead of having to open up the windows and blow fans and the pollen in the house. Right. right? Yeah. The countertop at the time was crumbling. Like, like it was this, like, Formica stuff, and it was so old. Oh, like, it had to no. be 20 years old. Oh, no. You know, no. and I'm trying to wipe underneath it, because you got little kids. They're walking around touching stuff, stuff. right? Yeah. So I'm trying to wipe underneath it, and it's crumbling in my hands, and... And I, and I would joke that I had a ghetto house because I had a screen door <laughs> that just wouldn't close. Oh, no. <laughs> it just kind of would flap in the wind. And you're just like, all right. Okay. And then these unruly hedges in the front yard. And um, yeah, so I, I just stood in my kitchen one day and I just said, all right, guys, being my spirit team. All right, guys. It's up to you. You said you would always provide. We'll start providing. This is what I need. And I listed it. I listed, new kitchen, especially. I, I listed that I needed new siding. I needed a new roof. I needed a new door. I would like to have central air. Right. right? So, yeah. so I listed it out. Right. And I said, all right, we'll take care of it. And that was kind of what I said. Nice. Now, now, mind you, at the time, I really, I, I was participating in the Catholic Church and I was going. It wasn't quite a far, it wasn't quite as far along in my spiritual journey as I am today. Right. Okay. Placed my order. Forgot about it just like hey take care of it i'm done Um, i didn't lament on it i didn't over focus on it i didn't like sweat it out i just figured yeah it's all gonna work out somehow right and that's what i did so sherry so kathleen do you know that hurricane sandy i've i've heard of that hurricane sandy (laughs) she smiles (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense i promise guys (laughs) remember that hurricane i remember that hurricane my order was spilled how so, you say? Well, you know, all of our electric went out. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in the dark in the front room, and we're by candlelight. We're making little snowflakes to celebrate my daughter's birthday. Because oh. she, she had a sp- specific theme she wanted for her birthday. Nice. Okay. So we're, we're making that happen. We had a big dog, and it was in the room with us. So all of us are in the front room. The wind is howling, and it was scary. Oh. It was very scary. I will not kid you. It was scary. Yeah. We hear some crunching. We're like, what was that? Oh, no. We walk down the hallway. We see some leaves coming out of the roof. That's not <laughs> the good. Ceiling. We see leaves like oh. where my where my hall light's supposed to be. There's a branch with oh leaves. Oh, my God. What we, ha- we had a tree house, Siri. <laughs> and the tree decided to be part of the house. Yeah. Well, you know, to, to back that story up a little bit more, uh, a couple of days beforehand, like we hear that this hurricane's coming, right? Right. And and I'm being pressed. I'm being like like this pressing is happening inside of me that do all your laundry, fill up the jugs of water, get some batteries for a radio, and and flashlights. Like I never do any of this stuff for any storm. Right. Even though that the weather people suggest it and the news suggest it and everybody suggests you should have this going on, right? I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm doing a laundry, and as I'm finishing the last load of laundry, um, I'm feeling like you got to pack a bag. Oh, no. Before that, it was like, get your, your important papers box. Pull right. it out of your back closet and put it here. Okay. So I did it. I don't know why. I just did it. Right. But then it, it was a push to pack a suitcase. And I resisted. Oh. I resisted that one. I'm like, I can't do that. These kids think I'm going crazy as it is. You know? <laughs> like, What's going on with I'm Mom? really going to give them a panic attack. Oh, no. <laughs> so now, now the tree's down in my house. Mm. The tree that was in my front yard. And I knew and it's a big tree. It is a big oak tree. A big it was a big oak, oak tree that's over fifty years old. So yeah. you can imagine, right? Yeah. Um, like you can't even wrap your arms around. No, because it's, so it's so big. 
So I knew as soon as I saw that branch in my ceiling, this was the answer to me throwing it up to the team. Wow. Well, provide. Oh, my God. Make it happen. And and what to affirm it is my neighbor across the street was already at my door at the flashlight before we came back from the hallway. Oh, my gosh. And he had the fire marshal with him. <gasps> oh, that's good. The other blessing, too, is that the electric was out before the tree fell. Yeah, because it would have caught on fire. If we would have had a house fire because they that found out be... later it severed an electrical line. Oh, my gosh. So now, um, I love that story because... You know, everything was provided for me. Right. Even the contractor was provided wow. to me. And they did a fabulous job, you know. And we live in this beautiful new home. It looks nice, y'all. Thank you. They got glass stovetop. <laughs> <laughs> we we um, reconfigured it. Mm -hmm. So since we had to knock the whole thing down anyway because it was, everything was compromised. Right. Um, we knocked everything down, but the, what was considered a new addition. <laughs> so the whole original old addition had been knocked down and wow. cleared out. And so I took the opportunity to upgrade to electric from oil. So I don't have to use, I don't have to burn that. Right. right? Yeah. And, um, reconfigured the kitchen. So, wow. so it's warm and welcoming and, it is really um, nice. It's a beautiful, I had the central air. Yeah. I got the new siding. Wow. I got the new roof. Oh. And as you already heard, we got the new kitchen. You know, so, and I was so very grateful. And I continue to be grateful for that. Right. So that comes back to collaborating with your team. That's, I mean, that's smart. And I do love, I love when you were saying about, like, putting the order in. And you said, like, this is the stuff that I'd like. Thank you. And because so much for me would be like, okay, if I, I have to fast about it, I have to obsess over it. I have to find a way to make it work. God helps those who help themselves, like all these different things. But you kind of been teaching me like, no, just even like, you know, with internships and stuff and just different opportunities, I'd be like, I'm sweating. What am I, what am I to do? And you're like, just throw it out there what you want and just let it go. And a lot of this stuff would come back to me, which is like such a novel idea. Yeah, so so you're putting the order in, you're, you're letting go, you're not lamenting over it, you're going on with life, you're you're right. looking. So this is where the imagination also comes in handy too, right? <laughs> yeah. We talked about that before. It's about being open to what's coming your way. Ah, uh, yes, yes, letting the abundance flow. Mm -hmm. And sometimes before people could even get there to allow it to happen, uh -huh. they they need to be more in touch with themselves. Right, right. right? And then as we get more in touch with ourselves and more connected to our own emotions, mm -hmm. then we're better able to discern different things and these are these are topics and conversations we'll pull apart and yes you know we'll get a little more into it like how do you do that and how yeah. do you get along that way um and what's this and what's that and what do you mean why huh <laughs> you know but kind of like also to what you know sherry's bringing up here um for anybody who wants to go a little deeper into this because this is this is talking about you know, tapping into your own abundance, right? Right, right. And it's about also setting your dial to the right channel to attract the abundance. Oh. <clears throat> so anybody who's really interested in breaking down and really learning about that, uh, go to Esther Hicks, or you can also, you know, Google Abraham, Esther Hicks and Abraham, or I forget how it goes, but she goes into it more and she'll, she does channeling. Abraham is, is, um, her guide's name that comes in okay. and, and her spirit team will come in and, and she channels. And it's usually Abraham that's talking through Esther. Right. It's nothing to be scary about people. It's just really about 
She likes to put a name to it. We all do it at some point. We just don't always understand that we're That's doing it. That's true. Yeah. But they go in and they talk about, uh, she uses the term vortex. Mm-hmm. And it's about how you, you, where you set your mind and your thoughts. Right. Which then, it, you know, affects your vibrations. And then that also affects what you're attracting into your life. We've said it in different ways. Um, but that she gets I really into like the depth of that topic, that. though. Like, you know, whatever you put out is what you're attracting. I feel like that could just be an episode in and of itself. And it may be. Yes, guys. <laughs> I got another topic out of her. Well, Sherry, we talked on for quite some time today. And I think we got to give our poor little listeners a break. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Also, those names that uh, uh, Kathleen mentioned we'll have in the in our notes? Yeah, we'll have in the summary of this episode. Yes, and thanks again. Have a good night. Thank you for tuning in. Remember that you are bigger than anything that you are going through or anything that is happening around you.